and welcome to the Future Proof podcast from the north of England with Sarah and Stephen Waddington. We'll be talking about what's hot and what's not on the internet in marketing, media and public relations. Hello Sarah, how are you doing? Good morning Stephen, I'm good. Got another cup of coffee, we're rocking. We've got a long list of stuff to go through here. Let's crack on. So the economy, post-pandemic, Brexit, planning. Fractures in society, I really want to get onto that in terms of communities. Corporate responsibility, loads of events coming up. It's the last four months of the year. Right, let's start start at the beginning and maybe in, that's where we are now, post-pandemic, maybe heading to a second wave. We're seeing lockdowns in areas of the country. How are you feeling? Um, well, uh, personally feeling good because at the moment we're still operating out of lockdown, but slightly anxious because I think we're going to see more localised coming and I wouldn't be surprised if they hit us here, uh, here in the northeast. But, um, you know, business is good. It seems that the agency landscape around here is picking up. There seems to be a lot more activity than there has been. There's recruitment going on and certainly seeing a lot of contract win stories. So um, that's got to be a cause for optimism right now. Yeah, similarly, I think, you know, well, we've seen the ONS data for Q2, which said the economy contracted by a fifth. Just think about that. That's massive. A fifth in a quarter. Um, I look back, actually, at historical data and... The 2008 economic crash, the most significant con- contraction was was 2%, and that was painful. So it's just it's just brutal, isn't it? It's absolutely brutal. But as you say, um, there, there is opportunity if you ferret and look and I um, think hard enough. Right now, if you've got low expectations, you have got a buffer, and you're doing everything you can to mitigate risk, you know, you're probably in quite a good place, you know. Sounds like the basis of our relationship. <laughs> you need more than a buffer, babe. Um, anyway, but it's quite interesting um, when you look at what's happening and you look at what's happening nationally in, in terms of the schemes. And we're going to see a different end to the, to the year, I think, in terms of, you know, here in the northeast, we're expecting unemployment to go up to 12%. Um, you know, the furlough schemes are coming to an end. A lot of that government support is being withdrawn slowly. It'd be interesting to see what happens next. Certainly the industry surveys suggest that there's going to be a lot more um, redundancies made than there have been so far. So I- I'm hoping things continue as they seem to be right now. But um, So there's volatility hard, in the job market for sure, but I think that, that there's still organisations that are hiring. If, if any, in the agency market and in, in comms teams, we're seeing uh, organisations use COVID as a reason really to hit reset and rethink, maybe make decisions that, that they put off previously now there's absolutely nowhere to hide i think comms teams and this is a a continuing team i think comms teams have never been so valued either internally or externally within organizations Uh, and and you know organization organizational leaders are relying on them more than ever as the eyes and ears and mouth of of the organization so i think you know actually strategic comms strategic comms has got a good opportunity and that's going to continue as we move further into the eu exit isn't it i mean that's it's brexit's a done deal it's now what's next we've got this yeah just sorry we're going straight into brexit brexit is a done deal yeah there's there's lots of discussion about what's going to happen you know, in November, December, when the deal is finalised, if we get a deal, if we don't get a deal, if we get a deal, it is going to be the skinniest of deals because most of the issues have already been sorted out and are dealt with. I mean, we're fiddling around the edges around, I think, public subsidy and, and trade tariffs at the moment. Everything, passport in free movement, it's all done. It's done. 
Yeah, so what I was saying is that obviously for professional communicators helping through that transition, because actually there's still work to be done for businesses, you know, they haven't got this detail sorted yet, that will impact some businesses. So for professional communicators, that will be, uh, that's a good place to be because we can help through that transition. I, th- um, I think I think large international companies have got it all sorted, actually. I think, you know, they, they, they've been hedging for two years, three years, maybe more. I think it's the SME, small and middle-sized enterprise market that's, that isn't. Yeah, that's the problematic part. But um, fingers crossed, the devil will be in the detail. <laughs> it's hard to say that it won't be as bad as it's looking right now. And of course, the other issue now is Britain's reputation globally. When you look at Boris Johnson's proposed internal market <laughs> bill, um, which will be debated on Monday, we're recording the Friday before that. And this addresses the Northern Ireland Protocol, um, which was supposed to stop a hard border returning to, to Ireland. And um, they want to modify those rules, which... Is obviously being condemned globally. Nancy Pelosi, Joe Biden, many, many people have come out and said that it's just, uh, it's not feasible. It shouldn't yeah, be. The argument at the moment seems to be Parliament is sovereign, therefore, Parliament, if it decides to uh, breach international law, it's okay to do that. And that, I mean, that's absolutely, we, we talk about unprecedented and, 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 strange times but that's absolutely but for communicators like this i mean this <laughs> reputation issue is key isn't it in terms of it, it's it's not a good look for us to be committing to something in law and then backtracking or just breaking legislation and uh, I, I feel that there must be lots of professional communicators right now feeling <laughs> pretty down in the dumps about the job that they've got to do around this oh well that was depressing <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, where'd you go at the moment to to? I don't. You stop stop reading the news, don't you? And 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 take time out and head to the beach as we've done. And um, I think um, what's, what's interesting, out. you know, like what has been high up corporate agenda is you see purpose and ESG an awful lot more. But there are still some some bad offenders out there. So you know, despite the fact that people are looking for a green recovery. Uh, and looking to to corporates to do good. I was reading a story today about Rio Tinto, uh, who, it beggars belief, um, have destroyed some Aboriginal caves despite knowing for years of their historical and cultural significance. And all I can see that has happened in terms of sanctions is that some of the senior execs and the CEO have resigned, probably to to find employment, similar employment elsewhere. It it just beggars belief. Also reading, interestingly, um, when we're talking about corporate responsibility about Pringles who I didn't know were owned by Kellogg's and um, they've come under fire for that I mean most people will recognize that that um, Pringles tube shape that um, they've come under fire for the fact that they're so difficult to to those tubes are so difficult to recycle and um, because it's got metal plastic uh, foil lined cardboard and it's just impossible to break down and that especially alongside things like the Lucozade sports bottle, just, you know, not good for the environment. So it's interesting because um, at least Pringles are, are now trialling a simpler can, which I just thought was really interesting in terms of bad behaviour um, and obviously then Pringles moving into something that will hopefully provide a better solution uh, for the future. That, those are Rio Tinto's and, and, and Pringles are opposite ends of a spectrum of, mm. I would suggest. Good, uh, good and evil. Um, <laughs> We, we've seen ESG rise up the agenda, corporate agenda, I think, uh, uh, as a result of the pandemic. Uh, I think 
from from you know the conversations I'm having with 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 clients and organisations at the moment, we're focused on you know recovery and rebuilding at the moment, and it's something that's out there for for 2021. And there are so many stories like this going to emerge you now, where there's issues with product packaging, uh, supply chains that that are you know were, were once deemed acceptable that that are no more. From one challenging subject to another, this Demos survey that you've been taking a look at, 10,000 interviews uh, across UK society, um, uncovers polarisation at every turn. Yeah, um, this is a really interesting question, I think, for communicators. The fractures in society amongst communities are getting wider. They're they're not. You'd you'd think sometimes it wouldn't be a difficult leap to think that perhaps in a global crisis, people would come together. And uh, despite perhaps political differences, like the significant ones we've seen about between Brexiters and, and Remainers, but it's not the case. This really interesting survey says that massive divide between mask uh, wearers and non-mask wearers, and actually really strong emotions felt by people about the, who people who do wear masks against those who don't, and and that and it just it's intensifying these these big fractures be- between groups of people. Uh, and I just think I think it's a really interesting question that we need to pose ourselves and our organisations in terms of what do we do, what is our role in helping almost heal our nation and that sounds very grandiose and maybe some people will find that naive but actually I truly believe that we all have a a part to play here and businesses this is where organizations need to step in and look at how they can help fix this because you know what no one's going to do it for us there is there is an opportunity around leadership isn't there that any brand or any organization at the moment coming out of the crisis has has permission to to absolutely show leadership this this issue though of of polarization right it's always been there hasn't it you know, it tri- tribes exist in in every aspect of sport, in political life. Is this something that's just not magnified and and through social media? So your algorithms are feeding you this every single morning. I think Ergo, it's more it than feels, that. I think I genuinely think since the referendum in two thousand sixteen, groups have been increasingly unable to debate constructively and listen to different people's views it, uh, for me we feel like we've regressed as a as yeah. a, as, a, as humans that we're unable to listen be prepared to appreciate other perspectives even if you and, and you, can, you don't have to agree with so it you don't have it? to agree with it but we seem to have lost that ability we and we're moving it. into groups whereby we're just not because of things like algorithms we're not actually seeing these other perspectives and we don't want them and we're protected from them really interesting you might have seen um um for those who watch britain's got talent diversity did an amazing piece of dance which was um black lives matters represented what has happened in the, in the few, uh, past few months and um i actually watched it felt quite tearful actually got goosebumps and the number of complaints that itv has seen about it is astonishing because people didn't want to see that on their tv we have to be open to seeing things that make us uncomfortable make us anxious that we don't like because actually how else do we learn there is an opportunity here for, for someone to create a, a conversation 
uh, and bring restore debate and conversation in in a way that you know doesn't shift from polarization around an issue to I think you're an idiot, you are an idiot um, within within two tweets. Yeah, um, and you know I'm trying to look for that survey link on Facebook because I posted it in your marketing media and PR community of practice a group, and God damn it, I cannot find it because of this awful new Facebook layout. I'm almost minded not to use Facebook for the first time ever just because I can't bear it, apart from on the app. Right. Ooh. You've got a book out. I have. Or Listen to this. Parents. I don't know if you can hear it. I'm going to... That. That is the sound of Future Proof Edition 4, which um, I'm hoping to launch in the next week or so. It is... I can say this because it's not my work. A fantastic book yet again. Um, this one is a celebration of um, BME talent. And I'm just really pleased with it. Um, it's got 19 really interesting and diverse uh, chapters in it. And this just, as ever, I've come away from it and I've, I've learned a heap. Now, what I did is this was always going to be very similar to all the other books, all about best practice and what's up and coming that we need to be aware of in our industry. But actually, some of the authors have also chosen to write about diversity issues and I really can't urge people enough to at least check out the first four chapters, if not the rest of the book, which will hopefully help everybody understand the context um, for black and ethnic minority practitioners uh, and what we can do to to help increase diversity within within PR. But it's great. We have got all sorts in there, as you'd expect. We've got chapters on the the future of internal comms. We've got um, a great piece by Arvind Hickman at PR Week, who talks about how media coverage is weakened by a lack of uh, racial diversity. We've got a brilliant piece on audience targeting, really nice piece on uh, community engagement, reputation, bias, coaching, building communities, pitching to radio, recruitment, leadership. And um, the book completes with a fantastic piece as well from Corey Gangos at um, PRCA. And he has talked about, a little bit like Stephen was talking just earlier, about how this year has really ushered in a new era for strategic public relations. So really pleased um, with it. Um, Intending to get it out very shortly. It will be launched on the at We Are Proofed um, Twitter feed as usual. We'll be sharing a chapter a day on the Future Proof blog, which is futureproofincoms.co.uk. And of course, you'll be able to buy a copy both on Blurb at cost price or get a, a Kindle version as well. So that's coming out soon. Following hot on its heels will be a book, which is a follow-up to the NHS one I did, uh, which was number three. And it will be a look at how COVID has changed comms within the NHS. And I'm hoping to get that out towards the end of the year with a fair wind. Um, So it's been hugely busy, uh, but all good. Uh, And while we're on the Future Proof subject, we will share in the show notes the latest survey that we've been doing. We've been trying to take a read of the marketplace and and, um, just keep uh, an eye on what the changes that are happening and what the current challenges are so we can feed that back to our industry leaders and and the government as well. Um, So we're just about to close the survey, but we'll we'll share it one last time. And then the intention is to write up a report so people can see what's happening, have their finger on the pulse, see that they're hopefully experiencing similar things and get the appropriate support. But there's some really interesting findings coming through. And uh, actually, it's a lot of the personal personal anecdotes as well that are proving incredibly valuable in, in uh, seeing what's really what. Yeah, so that's exciting. Should we talk about a couple of the events that are coming up? Yeah, so watch out for watch out for your diversity book uh, from Future Proof, Future Proof 4, and then quick on the hills, 5. 
um, from the NHS. Yeah, two events coming up. Um, the PS, PSCA conference uh, week after next, they brought together a bunch of speakers to talk around this issue of purpose and the future of the PR industry coming out of coming out of the pandemic or learning to live uh, and learning to live with COVID COVID nineteen. I'm going to be following that, and then the end of the month we've got the Comms Era Week. Um, Comms Era brought together. 20 odd speakers to talk about all sorts of different issues uh, related to um, comms and, and PR. That's a lovely community uh, of people, both in in house, public sector, private sector, and, and agency. Asif and his team have done a brilliant job bringing together a really diverse group of voices who will share all their knowledge and expertise between the 28th of, of September and the 2nd of October. Comshero.com is the URL you need to have a look. But again, it's so much different content. It, it just looks fantastic. And I think um, if you get the chance to to get a ticket for this um, new virtual event, please do. Uh, and like I say, check it out online because um, there's bound to be something, so much content on there, so many different things. There's going to be something that you will want to see or uh, be interested in learning about. And that's a wrap. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. Until next time, stay well, stay safe. Thank you for listening to the Future Proof Podcast with Sarah and Stephen Waddington. You can follow Sarah on Twitter at Mrs underscore Wads and Stephen at Wads. For more information about Future Proof, visit futureproofingcoms.co.uk. Until next time, see you on the internet.